welcome to Double Oz 7 for another episode of Double Oz 7 as we're done <laughs> killing James Bond actors. Ben? Ben? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> but we are done with that now. Uh, sadly, Ben also cost us the late great Jeffrey Palmer over the weekend. <laughs> oh, God, what have I done? No. Uh, did you say anything about Alex Trebek recently, Ben? Probably. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. Shit. I've been, just I've been don't say up. anything about me throughout the course of this episode, because I'm hosting. Uh, okay. Otherwise, it's all on you. You might die halfway through this episode. <laughs> We're back to uh, jump back into our series on movies, not James Bond movies, from other James Bond actors. We have taken you through the craziness of Zardoz, the coked out craziness of the man from Hong Kong, and now we get into something maybe even just as weird with Roger Moore's favorite non-James Bond film, The Man Who Haunted Himself. And let's get into it. I'm Colin. I am Colin! <laughs> and my name is Ben, an above average overworked executive, and if I can't chuck some bloody spaghetti out in my own house, I'm going to emigrate. Take it easy on Mallory, okay? She didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> well, that's what she thinks. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it was my other half that did that thing. She's my... off paying for this show right now. So yeah. Let's be nice to her. Maybe I'll say something bad about her and she'll die. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, then you're going to have to get a real job. <laughs> and a real fiancé and not keep hiring these actors. <laughs> I'm already, that would be two down. How many more to go? See, I just want to point out for anybody who is watching our, our lovely new videos that we're doing here. Uh, a, you're going to see something other than, um, <laughs> I don't know, car seats or whatever in the background. Now, you still see my treadmill, but you also see the lower half of my Quantum Masala's poster. Uh, as <laughs> I'm, currently, I'm currently <laughs> pointing at Olga Korolenko's hoo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Colin, what are they called? The hoo-hoo? <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you can say on YouTube. Um, let me just move that over to Daniel Craig. I can't point either. There we go. Now I'm right hoo. up to his crotch. There we go. <laughs> his Yoohoo. Okay. Uh, but Ben uh, has an autographed photo of Tommy Wiseau from the room that is larger than his picture of his fiance. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, Mallory's never just randomly sent me an autographed picture of herself. Uh, so <laughs> maybe she, but I've got James Bond. There he is. That's him there, chilling with Jeff. We shipped that there couple last episode, so... Um, We're relevant. Yeah, and there's our logo. Look at that. You can also sign up on Patreon, which is like... You can. Patreon.com yeah, yeah. forward slash 007, is Just that it? Look down there. Oh, I We're did it reporting. again. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be somewhere on the screen, somewhere over here. Yeah, it's there. No, it's there. It's there. I'm just making Colin do really bad editing. There it is. 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 No. <laughs> You can get other great bonus content like this episode that we're giving away for free. Uh, but you will get exclusive bonus content on Patreon that you will not get here. But something like this, uh, us covering other movies from other James Bond actors. And I, I, we weren't really sure what to cover with Roger Moore because here's the thing. Outside of James Bond, Roger Moore is most well known for a TV series, The Saint. And they made movies from The Saint episodes and everything. Doesn't really count. We wanted to do something non-James Bond-like. And... Uh, he, he sort of had a run of war movies in the 70s and 80s, but that's more supporting roles. And we couldn't really figure out what we would cover for Roger Moore. And I think, Ben, you discovered an interview where Roger Moore said that this was his favorite movie or this was uh, considered the best of his movies by Roger Moore and others. 
Um, and it's definitely the most interesting. I, I'll say this is not a boring movie. There are some slow parts, but it is out there. Uh, this is, I don't know if you want to call it Jekyll and Hyde, Roger Moore. Uh, don't quite understand what goes on this movie yet, but it's it's interesting. Man yeah, watches himself. I'm still trying to work out what happened in this movie. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're literally going to be watching Beautician and the Beast next and going, wow, this is the most coherent movie we've covered yeah. so far from all of these actors. Um, it's, it's interesting, and you're right. Like, it's kind of when we decided to do this and we looked through the actors, like, I mean, there were some that we just, you know, Sean Connery, boom, Zardoz, straight away, we knew we were going to yeah. do that. Uh, I think we got to Beautician and the Beast pretty quickly. Um, you were pretty quick to do Cowboys and Aliens, and I think even November Man, you were pretty quick for, yeah. for Brosnan. Um, I mean, Lazenby, we didn't really know, so that kind of we, we got to that one quick. And, yeah, I think kind of we, we undenied with Roger Moore. I, I suggested, hey, we could do Spice World because he's only no. in that for like five minutes. And the other one that we were really close to doing was a movie called The Man Who Wouldn't Die because I got excited that Eric McCormick's in that movie and, and I, I still think that should be the one we do next because it's on YouTube. The full movie's on YouTube, so it's easy to find. But, um, yeah, this is, I think, the only movie we're doing out of all these actors where they literally never been James Bond. Like, this was before mm-hmm. their time as James Bond. And I, I went into this not looking at a trailer, not really reading anything about it. I knew maybe the Jekyll and Hyde co- correlation to it. And this is a, yeah, I, I don't know what to think of this one. I mean, it's not Zardoz. It makes more sense than Zardoz, but this movie doesn't make a lot of sense in the best parts of it. Um, but, I mean, Roger Moore stood by this film. He, he, for his entire life, may he rest in peace, said that this was, I think, the best performance he put in in any movie he ever did. And he's pretty good in this movie. So Oh, yeah. He's got yeah. some great moments. Yeah. And it's got a bit of a I, cult I, following from what I've understood. This movie is kind of a... And I don't know if that's a, just because... I mean, I'm assuming it's just because of a Roger Moore thing. But um, from what I've, I've read, it's you know garnered a bit of a cult status over the years. Well, let's just make it clear. This is not a uh, actual... In- remake or whatever of Jekyll and Hyde or an adaptation. It's just sort of similar to that, but it's based on a book, um, a, a book, Ben, oh, a book pages. <laughs> uh, if Nicholas Susick wrote it, you would read it. But... Oh, hang on, hang on, on that note, keep talking. Just keep talking. Oh, keep talking. Okay. Oh yeah. Ben's going off screen to hang show on. that he's read another book. Everyone should buy beyond the ice. Uh, <laughs> the case for and against die another day available now via all good Amazon retailers. I've got it the other day and people are watching this on YouTube. Uh, there it is. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but um, let, let's put that on display for people to. I'm, I'm looking for a book that I can grab off screen uh, <laughs> just so people can. There, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> let's, let's read the first chapter here. Um, it says here, uh, Ben should play this. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Die another day. You're welcome. Thanks, Nick. Not fair. You waited till I was walking away. <laughs> um, people can also buy license expired the unauthorized oh. james bind this canada only because the copyright expired and yes that is i think a ketchup stain on the top there i have children <laughs> they don't keep away well, from my books well on that note hang on while we're just advertising <laughs> hang on while people are buying books why not buy uh stanley cup the complete history uh <laughs> written by eric swag ford by phil pritchard keeper of the cup uh now available uh and let's just i'm just going to quickly scroll you know here toronto maple leaves oh, i'm gonna go way to the back here way to the back oh i can't find it sorry while we're on hockey you can also pick up <laughs> don cherry's sports heroes <laughs> uh, 
This was my first ever Christmas present from Casper when I think he was a year old because Casper had a thing for Don Cherry. Not sexual, just uh, <laughs> well, he, he got a game. Everyone has a sexual why. thing for Don Cherry. Come on. Oh, I know. I did at his age, but uh, yes, there we go. Book book recommendations over. Maybe we'll we'll talk about the movie. And uh, if you don't want to spend anyways. your money on books, spend it on 007 at patreon.com. <laughs> point up <laughs> we should have I been doing video like, our yeah. audio listeners our, our loyal audio listeners who've been listening for five years going, oh you're selling out man you're going video now <laughs> i don't get these jokes uh well we'll say if you're listening to this and you've never seen this this might be the one time where you want to look at our faces i mean not the one time i mean our, our thousands of female adoring listeners want to look at our faces and all man, the time colin yeah. don't i will say this you know what's them. funny um uh, jamie actually said when i said we did the last episode as a video jamie actually said you know i might actually check out one of your episodes now and i'm hoping she was talking about me <laughs> she wants to see me on so i'd much rather look at you than listen to you i'm like okay i don't know how to take that see, uh, we know it's not with mallory. opposite with mallory <laughs> mallory's like no no it's i love you enough already it's the only thing she's with me as far as the accent all right if i didn't have that then i'd be screwed yeah She's blind and you just never realize yeah, it. She she's is. really good at faking. She's, she's very good <laughs> being blind and stuff. Uh, but anyways, The Man Who Haunted Himself. Uh, this might be a movie that helps the, the video because you'll get to see a few of the visual things that are crazy about this movie that describing won't, won't be able to properly sell. I don't know if many people are going to be able to find this movie. Let's just say, listen to us. Don't watch the movie. Uh, if you can find the movie, watch it. But otherwise, listen to us. It's worth it. And pay us, too. Well, yeah, to sign up on Patreon. Uh, but this movie is based on a book, back to what we're saying, The Strange Case of Mr. Pelham, uh, which was uh, written in 1940 and uh, then was expanded. That was a short story, and then was expanded to a novel in 57. This had previously been at- adapted, and I think this is one of the – if I hadn't known this, I might have been a little more forgiving on this movie. And, again, I think this is an interesting movie. It's, it's really unique. Uh, it's not boring, but – Knowing that this was done as an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents uh, years prior to this kind of made me judge this movie differently. Now, I'm not like a huge Alfred Hitchcock Presents fan. Uh, I was sadly unable to find it on the Alfred Hitchcock box that I have that has like 10 episodes of the TV series. But I'm a massive fan of The Twilight Zone, and the two shows are very similar. And once I knew that this was an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents before it was a movie, I just kept judging this movie thinking this would be so much better as like a half hour or one hour episode of an anthology show this would fit as a twilight zone i mean they could do it now but then it started to make me think why haven't they remade this movie because sure it's you know dated and it's not necessarily considered an absolute classic uh but it's got an interesting enough idea behind it that still feels like sort of a unique spin on a traditional story that we've seen a million times that you could remake this now and it probably would make some money yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think kind of this this would be a real good uh, vehicle for an actor who kind of wants to challenge themselves a little bit. And, I mean, you could almost argue this could be a good Oscar bait movie, right, for somebody who's kind yeah. of got, like, multiple personalities and things like that. But, no, it's, it's, it is interesting kind of maybe this episode will get people out there to remake <laughs> it. I don't know. We've become a bit influential, Colin, over on the Oz Network. We're actually getting emails from people who have made films wanting to be interviewed on our show. Yeah. So Although, one email, but hey, that's all it takes. Um, we are so, not on the Oz Network right now. We're on 007 where we get spam. <laughs> but having said that, uh, if you are on the page, why not download the Oz Network? It's a great <laughs> it's a great podcast. Um, it's, it's really worth your time. 
because um, we put more time into that than this, apparently. That's why we're finally doing this episode, like three months, I think, after we initially said we were doing it. But no, you're right. And I think it, it is kind of surprising. Of all the stuff they remake, uh, you know, something like this is a, a little bit interesting. And this is one of those ones where it's, if they release this tomorrow, you you would have the throwaway line of, oh, fun, you know, true fact, this was a novel from 1940, Alfred Hitchcock did this, mm-hmm. and there was a Roger Moore. Like, this isn't, you know, like Casablanca or Gone with the Wind or something like that where everyone knows the original. So... Um. Yeah, Zardos. Z- Zardos. God. Oh, rest in peace, Sean. Can I say? I really, actually want to say. I. 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 <laughs> Let's I, get I, out of the way. So we our last episode, <laughs> we we did our tribute to Sean Connery. May he rest in peace. And uh, still something that obviously we're quite sad about. And um, I even the last week or so have have actually gone back and listened to a couple of our last few episodes, and I discovered in an episode we did the last episode we did before the Sean Connery tribute episode, which was our, uh, no time to die second trailer analysis, which again is, is really dated listening to it. Hey, they're finally releasing this movie. It's not going to get delayed again. We're never going to do another episode of no time to die. Hold that thought people. Um, I, I, maybe I'll just play the clip. Let's, let's play the clip here and let's hear what I say. And I, I legitimately am being honest. This is legitimately what I said. You know what actually really scared me is that it was actually this is a we should mention this quickly. Happy ninetieth birthday to Sean Connery, who very recently oh, yeah. did turn ninety. Fantastic, and there was a, an amazing like long tribute to him on an Australian network that I saw somebody share on Facebook. But I got very worried when they're like, "Oh, we haven't seen him in a while, and he never gets health." I I, I kind of got fearful that this is going to be like one of those like we're just going to wake up one day and there's a tweet. Like, Just like, Stop saying things like that. But this is like... You're going to kill Daniel Craig and Sean Connery in the same episode? Daniel Craig is going to go around to Sean Connery's house to say hello. Uh, <laughs> he's going to cough on Sean Connery and Sean Connery's going to die. And then Daniel Craig is going to walk out of the house and like trip and hit his head. Um, and <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to jail. I'm going to be in jail in 2020. <laughs> this, is, this is where this is going. Now, okay. Uh, How so could I'm, you? I want to apologise. I killed Sean Connery. Uh, so I'm two from two now. Uh, Daniel Craig hasn't died yet, so I will say, like, hey, it's all right. Daniel Craig's alive. But, um, yeah, I'm two for two. <laughs> Shit. You know what? What is wrong with me? I, I, I'm curious to hear what Pierce would think about this. Because, I mean, Pierce is, he's on the pecking order. He's coming up. Pierce, Pierce, are you there? I don't want to have to do this ever again. Oh. Okay, well... I don't want to be She's here not either, too but you know, <laughs> just Pierce quickly, just while we've got you, mate. Um, if I, if there was anybody in the world that you would want me to kill off, who would it be? Shirley Bassey. Oh, why Shirley? We love Shirley Bassey. Oh, no. come on. That's a bit mean. Oh, well, anyway, oh, um, I'm sorry, Sean. Uh, well, I mean, you're dead now. You can't reply to that, but I'm sorry, yeah. Sean's family and f- fam friends. I mean, all fairness, he's 90. Well, he was 90. I mean, it's a pretty good innings. I didn't kill him off at like 19. So, <laughs> you know, just, I'll just, I'll stop oh. it. Unless, unless we- if you sign up to Patreon right now, there's the thing, wherever <laughs> it is, um, you will add to a tier who you want killed off. And I will mention them. So, like, in the middle of an episode, I'll just be like, oh, so this part happened in the movie, Colin. And by the way, Taylor Swift. Move on. Um, I don't know. We've discovered a power here. I've got a power. I'm apparently, like, a guy who can kill people and get away with it. So, um, I'm, I'm two from two right now. So... Uh, that's that's what ha- what's two out of six? That's like a third of the Bond actors I've killed off basically with the power of my voice. 
Don't say anything about Idris Elba. No. Well. <laughs> or Tom I mean, Hardy. No. Or um, Gillian Anderson. So. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Perry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into the man who haunted himself here. Uh, this movie is pretty crazy right from the beginning. Uh, well, not the very beginning. I mean, the opening scene is literally Sean uh, Sean Connery. Sorry. Woo! Wow. Still getting over didn't, that one. Didn't um, see that cameo in this movie. <laughs> Roger Moore leaving work. Uh, it, you see the sign on there. He's a marine engineer. I don't know what a marine engineer is supposed to be. He's an engineer. They must make a, but he a does marine? it with water stuff. Yeah, or or you know he he engineers marines to be killing machines. He, I don't know. He does yes, but uh, I do like him rocking the uh, Patrick McNee Avengers look here with oh, the bowler hat. Yeah, I like it with the mustache as well and the like, mustache. Yeah, it's I fantastic. love this Roger Moore look. It's great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it is different. And we we should also, as we mentioned already, this is what three years before Bond, but it's really the only movie he made in between. Uh, the end of the saint and him starting as James Bond. I mean, there was another movie that came out that he sort of made before the saint ended or around the same time, but this is it for him. This is his transition. And I think there are a couple of kind of fun bond ish moments in here where you could see uh, why they would give him another look. I mean, Roger Moore was always in the talks anyways. Well, I was going to ask that really quickly just to refresh mine and our listeners memory. So he like, he was always in a conversation of being, was, yeah. was he not initially uh, one of the original choices in Dr. No as well? Or am I, 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 I remember thinking that? going all the way back, they had talked about, Oh, what about Roger Moore? But he was doing the saint. And then it was the same thing with honor Majesty's secret service. They said, Oh, what if we could get Roger Moore? But he was doing the saint still. I mean, he was wrapping up the saint around the same time. So yeah, he, he'd been on their radar for a long time, which the, the same thing would happen. This is basically how all bond actors were cast after that. Somebody that they just watched for years because Timothy Dalton was in discussions for Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but he was only like 22 at the time, and they said, no, he's too young. And then Pierce Brosnan, we know the story about him. So Was Daniel uh, Craig? Like, I feel like he's the only one we <laughs> never talk about that like kind of was not in discussion. Like, Was Daniel Craig just pick, cherry-picked out because um, Henry Cavill fucked up the audition? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he was old enough, uh, hairless enough on the chest. Uh, Matthew Perry Rogers and Hugh Jackman here. weren't available. so <laughs> Exactly. Eric Bannon and Julian Amman fell out of favor. They're like, ah, oh, too many Australians. <laughs> like, let's get a British guy. Uh, but I also I want to mention Sean Connery putting his hat in the back seat here. Like, it gets its own seat. <laughs> Did you say Sean Connery again? Seat. You said Sean Connery oh, again. Oh, sorry. Roger, Roger. <laughs> He's dead, Colin. <laughs> I have literally been watching Sean Connery movies all week, so it's all I think about. I've they're actually, they're actually uh, just on a tangent, they're starting to show a few Sean Connery movies at uh, the cinemas here in Victoria. So I think The Untouchables oh. they're showing and oh, uh, Indiana Jones movie. and The Last Crusade is on at the moment. So, yeah. You know, I, I this past week I, uh, you know, went on the Cineplex app to see what was playing and then I remembered that we're shut down right now. So <laughs> there's nothing. We're going to miss connery fest or whatever they're calling it over if they there. start showing the connery bond movies i'd be very happy cineplex please do that i'm still disappointed that they didn't do that because we know in australia they got these big marathons going on we yeah you follow james bond down under to see all those but uh nothing Great maybe show, james bond down, in all seriousness like uh shout it out is. to them i feel like we've not yeah. ever really mentioned them but uh, they actually do some yeah great- big follower of ours shares a lot of our stuff um do tried to get them on the show for, do a lot more for australian bond fans than we do so exactly yeah. even more than spectra etc oh that's a hard call colin hilding they haven't had an episode in four years and you know they retired on top uh but anyways the hat gets buckled into the backseat let's just say he buckles up his hat i, I like it better that way uh roger moore roger moore roger uh, is, moore 
driving very safely in his car and then somebody just snaps in him he gets a crazed look in his eye uh and it is visually i mean it, it dates it but it's interesting to, because it's roger moore it's interesting to watch him do this really cheesy <laughs> i love the look mustache like, really, yeah that's really funny. yeah he's he's nuts in this movie or at least half of him is nuts uh he starts speeding through the highway you know driving all over the place takes off his seatbelt. <laughs> This is how you know he's a bad boy. He's like, I'm not even going to keep this thing on. Um, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on here. There was a guy I worked with that refused to wear a seatbelt, but vehicles will beep if they just text somebody's yeah. in the seat without a seatbelt. So he would be in the middle of driving. and would start beeping. Oh, oh. And he'd pull the seatbelt, literally as he's driving, reach behind his back, tuck it behind his back and buckle it in. <laughs> But just wouldn't put it on himself. Just so stubborn. Why? Like what? He wasn't he... making a statement or anything. It's just like, oh no, it's fine. I don't need like it. I, I just need to go square or something like. Oh no, <laughs> exactly. the government can't control what I do. Don't make me wear a seatbelt. <laughs> uh, it, it obstructs my breathing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he takes off the seatbelt here, which is eh, apparently they use this in uh, safe driving commercials later on. They use a clip from this yeah, movie. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, drive drive safe for the. Seatbelt save lives, so buckle up. <laughs> so, so good was Roger Moore's facial acting that it was that believable that they used yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he ends up, I, I guess, seeing double vision. There's a weird thing here. And he uh, gets into a car accident. Next thing we see, he's essentially on an operating table. They're trying to save his life. And then it's just flash forward. Now, this movie does some cool editing things to sort of keep the suspense of, is this real? Is it fake? Uh, this, I think, actually helps the movie here. There's other parts later on where it's like, you know, we get it. There's another person. But here, we don't know yet. Uh, but um, he is immediately recovered from surgery. So they just sort of have him on the operating table. They're like, we're picking up two heartbeats. And it's like, oh, oh, it was nothing after they hit the monitor. And then there's only one heartbeat. Uh, but then it just immediately cuts to him leaving the house and he's working. You get that he's recovered from this because his wife says, well, you're driving the same cars before. <laughs> oh, nothing beats a good old automobile. like This <laughs> This guy is very uh, close minded. Uh, I'm not, not in a bad way, but he's just, you know, I'm going to wear the same tie every day, drive the same car that almost killed me. I'm going to have the same wife. I'm not going to cheat on her. <laughs> have the well, same. Colin, just, just a quick word of advice. One of those is probably a good thing to follow <laughs> in marriage. Just just want to point it out there for you. Yeah, okay. I, I, it's important to know since I'm pointing up Olga Kurilenko's hoo-hoo here. Hoo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> is that how you got Jamie pregnant? If I put my hoo-hee in your hoo-hoo, <laughs> we will have twins. This is the diagram. This is how she taught me sex. See, Colin, <laughs> it goes into the hoo-hoo right here. You're like, ew, that's familiar. disgusting. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I'm guessing he eats the same breakfast every single day. I'm guessing that it's uh, sweet potato fries. That's just <laughs> my guess. In jokes are funny on 007. <laughs> uh, anybody else out there a fan of sweet potato fries? Just tell us. I, Drop I look, us a line. Sweet potato Lorenzo, fries great but just not for breakfast i feel that's weird i'm just gonna look up here in the stanley cup complete history that uh oh look the 1970 71 montreal canadians ate sweet potato fries for breakfast they did there it is yeah and you know what oh yes don sherry ate sweet potato fries continues to eat them that's why he's alive and sean connery isn't because he's got to be 90 well you just killed don cherry good job for that uh Uh, no you uh, killed don cherry nicholas susick page 82 says ben play the song again Oh, there it is. Okay. 
Hey, um, thanks. We are never having Nicholas back on the show if that's actually in the book. <laughs> wow, he's really forward thinking. I really appreciate him. So good for that. Can I also just point out too, Colin, um, you, you obviously are the one who editing the video. It's great that we've got this new um, video thing. In all seriousness, if you're listening to us on audio, 007, we're on YouTube now. We haven't advertised yet. Maybe we will. And there. But... You, when you do the editing for the clip, I noticed that in our Sean Connery tribute episode when you did the Die Another Day song, you actually added more of the song than I play in the audio. <laughs> so just going to say it, Colin Hilding secretly loves the Die Another Day song. So thanks uh, for that. Hey, you know, newsflash also, that was a rushed episode where I'm like, I just want to see what it looks like on video, but I got to get this up quick because otherwise I'm never going to do it. Uh, now I will start using the podcast audio and we will have less Madonna. Uh, and remember, folks, if you subscribe to our Patreon, which wherever it is, um, <laughs> you will get Colin Hilding doing a live singing version of Die Another Day yes. on video, which is just going to be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boy, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll take your money, though. I'll do it. I'll do a lot of things for money. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> Jamie tells That's how that. Jamie got three kids. Yeah. <laughs> paid me. Like, put your hoo-hoo in my hee-hee. I don't want to. Here's 10 bucks. Okay. Come on, Ben. It's hoo hoo and you hoo. Okay. Hoo hoo. Hoo hoo and you hoo. And you hoo. <laughs> hoo hoo and you hoo. See, when a man and woman love each other, the hoo hoos and the you hoos. <laughs> the hee haws and the hoo hoos. Yeah, we, we will do Colin's version of the facts of life for you on Patreon. We'll, whatever you want to pay us. I would for. love to see Colin's version of the facts of life. <laughs> Like, that would be a very weird version of the facts of life. Like, hey, here's a hoo-hoo and the hee-hee. And you, I don't even know if you know what they look like, Colin. You're just jumping around <laughs> the covers. So what's this thing between my legs and where does that go? What's that thing? It's wet. Ew. I I might not know. Uh, we'll have to get <laughs> to a paper Jamie milks you. Jamie milks it out of you and puts it in a <laughs> cup and then gets the basting wand and just sticks it in. <laughs> Boom. Like, you are still a virgin, let's be honest. You know, did I leave this camera running over the last two weeks? <laughs> Apparently, speaking, you're inside our heads. Speaking speaking of virgins, uh, Noah can't get a date. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Noah. I'm not here to defend himself. We gave him a chance, too, last last time. Uh, what did we, we ask him this week? Give your thoughts on the- what was the thing we said to those, those little title cards you said, uh, Noah grows, wise yeah. man, and he's like, what? Yeah, huh? <laughs> Literally, there's only response. We're like, oh, we were just talking about you on air. Guaranteed he has not watched that video. No. Uh, anyways, uh, back to the movie here again. Uh, Sean Connery's at work. He's in a business meeting Sean about a murder. It's Roger Moore. No, Roger Moore. <laughs> I can't Roger get over Roger Moore. <laughs> what have you done here? You killed Connery and I'm never going to get over it. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, just keep talking. I'm going to help you out here. Just from now on, again, for our video people, every time you say it, I'm going to hold this up just for you to be able to read it. Roger. Say, Roger. I'll even draw a picture. You keep talking. I'll draw a picture of Roger Moore for you. <laughs> I can't wait to see the picture. Okay. So Roger is in a business meeting. A lot of fancy British men here. Noah would have tuned out. I kind of tuned out too. Every time they're in these board meetings, I don't know what they're going, what they're doing here, what they're talking about, what's going on. Uh, he has a brief discussion with his boss. I, I pointed out, we'll show this on the video too. His boss is wearing very heavy blush. Like he looks straight at, boy George at a culture club. <laughs> he got the mustache. That's yeah, nice. I was just, yeah, you're not looking at my picture. It's funny. Look at that. It's Roger Moore. <laughs> Again, audio listeners, watch us on YouTube. Yep. Um, but yeah, a lot of heavy blush on his boss. Don't know why. Uh, Connery. Roger! <laughs> Roger! 
Harry. Roger, there's the picture. <laughs> Show us, Ben. Who's that? Ro- Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger. Jesus. Goes swimming. Uh, and what a body. I mean, he, this is the original. This is the OG hairless Bond. Like, that's a beautiful body there. Right, Ben? Your yeah, mom loved him. I, I would agree. Sean Connery looks fantastic there. <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> Roger. More hair on his face than uh, on his body, but uh, how a great, man should be not it yeah. should be more it should be should be this beautiful stuff. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a trick for our video listeners. <laughs> not nearly as much for me, but still some in there. All right, get Jamie. It's her turn. Um. <laughs> <laughs> is the chest hair judge, or is she competing in this competition? Oh boy! All right, yeah. What happens? Here? <laughs> Anyways, they're swimming, uh, and while they're swimming, there is a photographer doing some photo session in the water. She kind of gives Roger Moore <laughs> a knowing glance. Roger Moore, uh, a knowing glance, and uh, he's just like, uh, "Hello there," you know. <laughs> Hello Not there. Anything else? <laughs> uh, he comes home. And his friend is there who said, you invited me over for a drink. Now, this guy is completely tanked. I don't know why he is the source of another identity existing. Because every time we see this guy, he's got a drink in his hand. He's slurring his words. <laughs> he's got a you... reputation. Like, literally, his wife yeah. later on is like, stop making your silly jokes. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> like, they could have picked a different character to make this a credible story. But this guy, I love, too, that he's hitting on Roger Moore's wife, too. Uh, he even says, it's like, oh, don't worry about the fact that you missed the, the, the whole premise here. This is going to be the same premise for literally every scene for the next hour of the movie. Roger Moore <laughs> walks into the place like, oh, hey, it was nice of you to uh, call me up the other day. I didn't call you. Oh, it was nice for you to stop by. No, I never stopped by. Oh, thanks for inviting me over. I never invited you over. Who's doing all this? <laughs> uh, but this one friend here is like, oh, I'm glad you didn't come home for our mandate because I get this pretty lady to myself. And then he starts laughing. <laughs> and even kind of gives him the, we'll keep him guessing, huh? <laughs> what a terrible thing to see. Like if Ben comes over, I forgot, or my doppelganger invited Ben over, get that smirk off your face. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I, I had to explain to Jamie why we constantly are talking about her on episodes <laughs> and then i basically explained the story i'm like oh yeah you know ben's implying that you know you're gonna leave me for him or when i die <laughs> he's taking or whatever she goes uh can you just tell ben i'm not interested jamie she likes chest hair but just too much on you okay? no, i'm gonna work my way in don't worry jamie it'll happen <laughs> But then again, she wanted to tune into this podcast when we went video. Yeah, see, it's, it's all this. Oh, no, I'm totally not interested in Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, do you want me to read the messages I got from your wife during the week? Uh, <laughs> Give me a good recipe for keto buns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. She wants, <laughs> she wants my keto buns. Um, but anyways, the, the, imagine Ben coming over to my house and I forgot that he was supposed to come over and he's like, Oh, I got this pretty lady myself. And he starts nudging Jamie. <laughs> we'll keep him guessing. eh? And she's like, get away from me. You <laughs> put your shirt back on. <laughs> Jamie, what's that chest hair doing in your fingertips? <laughs> was Patrick Stewart over before? <laughs> 
gray. It's gray and shriveled. <laughs> uh, I don't know why shriveled, but <laughs> I think they're all shriveled. Anyways, so this is the first of essentially many. I'll just sort of breeze through a lot of these uh, things here. We, we get the setup, too, of him removing his collar. Is this, was this ever a thing? I don't wear ties, so I wouldn't know. I don't even wear collared shirts. I wear double off seven shirts, if you can see that. Uh, but the collar is removable. Like, I have heard of clip-on ties, but this is a clip-on collar. So what does the rest of the shirt look like? I, I I didn't look closely enough to see when he removes his collar. Is he just wearing like a t-shirt? Like it's a weird thing. I've never even heard of this before. Yeah, me neither. I didn't. I don't know if I paid that much attention to it. But if I'm looking at this now, um, yeah. Oh, he's got like a turtleneck on, or did he put that? No, he put that turtleneck. Yeah, he on put up. the turtleneck on. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, let's be honest. Bring back the turtleneck. That was a. And no, it is okay. So bring- I'm looking. He removes the collar, and it's kind of like. It's almost, there's like a bit of a collar, but it's almost like a priest kind of like a thin line. Um, kind of looks like one of those, like, you know, on um, like in Titanic, how the, the white star line, people have kind of got like a flat kind of like almost like a ring around mm, their neck. Yeah. It looks like one of those. And if you watched our video, you could see that right now. Yeah. Uh, I know what we're talking about, but let's make clip on collars a thing again. Come yes. on. Uh, it, just, it just always maybe, reminds me, whenever I hear the word clip on, I, we brought this up on an episode recently. I don't know why Inspector Gadget keeps coming up, but it's that one <laughs> where you've got the fake Inspector Gadget and like, hey, it's a clip on, and he just falls off. Yeah. I, I've quoted, I've gone through my quota of Inspector Gadget mentions for 2020. <laughs> I feel like there's a Titanic. law against that. Even though Inspector Gadget, good movie, underrated. Watch it. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's one of the better cartoon adaptations. Yeah, uh, we've we've been through worse over on the Oz Network. Uh, looking at don't you, W. Right? Don't say. Anyways, it. boo. So, <laughs> uh, he basically um, disputes this claim that he invited his friend over. It's like, oh, he said that I invited him on this day. Well, I was on vacation on that date, uh, and there's gonna be a lot of that. Uh, and um, his kids, he puts his kids to bed, and they have kind of a, a funny kid joke here. I actually didn't mind this joke. They said, what type of boat um, lies at the bottom of the sea uh, and quivers? And the answer is, a nervous wreck! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got to teach... Yeah, I'm going to teach that joke to Casper. Those kids, are the, uh, they're, they're, they're in the basket of annoying little shit kids, can I just say. They're awful in this they're movie. They're terrible. Except for that joke. The joke's gold uh anyway one of those kids is daniel craig <laughs> what would you, you do if tell it was <laughs> very bare chest for that child <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry nervous wreck nervous wreck uh but we see the first glimpse of the mysterious car outside the sports car that i i, I also at the beginning of the movie when he starts seeing the double vision it changes to a sports car from the bland car that he was driving uh when he's back at work he has a mention about they're, they're talking about you know maybe a mole being in there their company because of this merger stuff is leaking out about this merger. And he has a line here about, you know, espionage is not always like James Bond in honor majesty's secret service, which I think is great that Roger Moore mentions James Bond in a movie before he's James Bond and mentions the James Bond movie that preceded which, uh, this on yeah, Majesty's Secret Service. And that's why I wanted to like kind of clarify the whole, um, you know, how, like, was this a thing? Like had he signed on at that point or something like that? Because it's, I mean, if, even if he's in talks, it's like it's a bit funny, but it's kind of one of these things that I think if people probably watch this now, it's like, oh, ha, 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 because you did this and you were James Bond. I get it. But, like, this is before James Bond. This is before yeah. he ever. So it's kind of like one of these things where maybe it was put in there because he was constantly talked about being James Bond or maybe it was just a case of, well, who's the biggest spy in the world? Let's mention a James exactly. Bond reference. So it's kind of funny, ironic, whatever the words are you want to use here, that they, they use this. I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and um, when they're back at home, the, there's a, a quick point here that I had to make note of Jamie mentioning this. Uh, also, we're living through this right now. Uh, she basically says that he is middle-aged because he's always turning the lights off. Uh, which, I mean, if you pay for hydro, I don't care what age you are. You're turning the lights off. Oh, you're uh, such an old man. <laughs> Jamie heard this line. She goes, man, if turning the lights off makes you middle-aged, I have been middle-aged a long time. Because she's always like, turn those lights off. And my my brother's wife, my sister-in-law, leaves all of her lights on all day. It'll be in the middle of the day. Windows all open, curtains open, lights on. <laughs> Who so this knows on light's really pissing you off right now then. It is right now. Turn it off. <laughs> You're wasting electricity. <laughs> uh, but Casper is in this phase where he just wants to turn. He wants to turn all the lights on, um, except for at night. He leaves his bedroom light on all night. He's not even scared of the dark. It's just he's he is, he is legitimately OCD. And he has to have everything exactly the same way. It's just the way he is. And he got into the habit of keeping the light on when the time change happened and the sun started setting earlier. And he's like, oh, it's too dark already. So I'll turn my light on. Now, we every single night, we have a routine. We charge batteries for a rechargeable nightlight he has. And we get it as charged as we can, so it'll be as bright as possible. We go in there at about 10 o'clock at night. We switch off his light, turn on the nightlight. Every single morning, his light is on. He doesn't wake up being like, oh, no, it's too dark, because this nightlight is as bright as his actual light. Hmm. But he just switches the light on. So uh, we're living through this. You're, you're complaining about this because one time Jamie wanted to have sex with you with the light on, and it was weird. So that's like, <laughs> ew, people have the light on for this, but you'll see my hoo-hee, my hoo-ha. Yeah, exactly. What about the yoo-hoos and the hoo-hoos? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get seen in light. Turn it off. <laughs> I mean, who even knows if it could live through the lights? Yeah, exactly. We're like, you know, it's, it's always dark in my pants. So as soon as the light comes on, it's like, um, what's that? It's like that when you get cold water, movie? it just sort of shrivels back in. Yeah. Oh, natural light, natural light. Yeah, exactly. Cold water, that's when it's small. Uh, <laughs> you're like, right, just the cold though, right? <laughs> took you a while there. Go on. Roger Moore. Uh, Anyways, I love that uh, Roger Moore in his pajamas keeps his <laughs> buttons half down, so he's got that glorious bare chest. Uh, I wonder if the bare chest bothers. I actually wrote in my notes. Does the bare chest bother you, Ben? Because you, you're so bothered by Daniel Craig's. But he's he's not Bond yet, so nah, it's all. Oh, good. so only it's, after becoming Bond. Well, it's like in Tomb Raider when you've got Daniel Craig all naked and sexy in the shower, right? Like that's fine. <laughs> like you know, Angelina Jolie takes a look at his hoo hoo in that scene, so. You know. <laughs> Uh, th- there is a lot of sex talk here for this hang 1970 on, movie. 1970s sex talk. Make love to me. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how college well, sex talk is, right? That's what, He knows this is <laughs> sex talk because it's like, make love to me. Well, then, and you can't say it out loud too. It's sex. You know, <laughs> if you're going to say the word, it's sex. <laughs> Put your hoo-hee in my hoo-ha. <laughs> Jamie actually says that about me. She says that I don't even realize it, but if I ever say the word sex, I whisper it. You know the kids are asleep, right? I don't know, but the neighbors might be listening. <laughs> and it's not like we're sitting there talking about, do you want to have sex? It's just if you're <laughs> mentioning anything, we're talking about this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, his wife doesn't want to have sex with him. <laughs> Lo and behold, the other way around. Fifty Shades of Grey. Like you're just gonna be... <laughs> there's so much fighting in this movie. I don't understand yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it is. I should say it's the other way around. Uh, the he, he doesn't want to have sex, uh, and his wife does. Uh, and he even says, "I know what this is about. You want another baby." Jamie heard this from the other room and screamed, "No!" No, I see. Like I, I, don't, I don't buy it. this. To me, I, I was watching this scene going, "This is exactly how it is in the Hilding household." 
you know, guarantee Jamie does not ever want children again. Uh, she doesn't mind children. She would be happy with having 10 children, but she never wants to be pregnant ever again. Like she's like, I am done. That's the, there is a running thing where Jamie's go-to phrase is, yeah, but you know what? Never again. And there, there are people who I, I started telling about this and they thought I was joking. And then Jamie would come and visit like at work or something like that. And just in random conversations, they'd be like, oh yeah. So how are things going? It's like, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice at home right now. Yeah. But never again, just so you know, like she goes out, we go to the grocery store. People are like, Oh, that's a nice baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's our last one, by the way. We're not having any more. Like she will go out of her way to tell people we are never having children again, she's essentially which is why she responded. Children. She's essentially just always never again. God, she's, she, I love how you say like, she never wants to be pregnant again. We implying that she wants more kids, but doesn't want to have them. So, Funnily enough, we've just mentioned Angelina, Angelina Jolie. So basically, Jamie is Angelina Jolie. So you will have oh, like she's a, gonna start a you'll have the United oh. Colors of Benetton in your house very soon, essentially. Yeah, Jamie, no more kids. Stop Period. bringing those kids home. Yeah. <laughs> See, if I bring kids home, I get a lawsuit. Jamie brings the kids <laughs> home, it's fine. Double standards, much? Uh, let's move on here. Uh, he starts to find out that. Um, uh, I guess it was at some snooker club that they keep snooker. referring to is where he invited his drunk friend. So he decides to go there to dispute this claim. Again, this is half the movie. So I'll kind of breeze through a lot of this. I said that about 10 minutes ago. Uh, so at the snooker club, he expects to be like, you know, when that drunk was in here, you know, he claimed that I am like, Oh yeah, here's the money that I owe you for the game last Thursday. Who Thursday. Uh, they actually show a flashback here. I do like the flashbacks in this movie because you get so few glimpses of whether or not this other identity is even real that it's nice when they get like this moment. It's like, oh yeah, this is exactly how it went down. You were playing like a pro and then, you know, I owed you money and here it is. So he even goes home and tells this to his wife and there's Roger Moore acting in this movie. He gets a couple of like really solid dramatic moments. I don't think we've ever gotten out of him before uh, because when he goes to tell the money, uh, or the money when he goes to tell the wife about it uh, she's even like oh it's just those jokers playing jokes on you again those drunks and then he basically says you know I was given money they're not giving me money if it's a joke or oh sure they would they're elaborate and drunk like that uh, anyways um, they go out gambling this is I guess almost a halfway point of the movie so I'll kind of leave it here uh, they go out gambling because the wife says no I want to lose someone she actually says I want to lose money like, no wonder he's concerned about the lights being on. You throw money out the window. Let's just leave the lights on. Who cares about the hydro bill? Oh, you want to gamble just for the purpose of losing? Go for it, okay? Um, I, I understand why he doesn't want to have sex with her. <laughs> Sorry, sex. She uh, doesn't want to have the same way every single time. Yeah, exactly. I want to have bad sex with you. This is the type of woman she is. <laughs> She's a starfish, let's be honest. Uh, there's something very funny about this one. We're going to get to the, the end credits. I, I don't quite understand it, but yeah. anyways. Why is she given uh, yeah. permission to be I know the- her her credit. Let's just read it now. The end credits, this actress, uh, Hildegard Neal. Now, she must have been a famous Shakespearean actor, obviously, because the end credits, no joke, when it's running through the cast, it says, <laughs> I was going to say Sean Connery. It says oh, Roger God. Moore, uh, Pelham, by Roger Moore, and then it says the wife's name, Hildegard Neal, by permission of the Royal Shakespeare Company. The Royal Shakespeare Company is a larger title than the names in the credits. Yeah, and Why she, got is an intro- this a- she got an introducing thing at the beginning as well, because looking at this is her very mm. first film role, um, and just to put this out there, she's probably going to die very soon, but she's still alive, <laughs> Hildegard Neal. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's weird, like, 
I mean, is Shakespeare that big of a thing in 1970 that they need permission? Like, it's it's odd. Yeah, like, I get you're under contract, but, like, let's go back to the, the golden age of movies, like the 30s, the 40s, the, the, the dawn of the Hollywood movies. All actors were under contract to a studio. That doesn't exist anymore. But if you signed a contract, you wouldn't sign a contract with a talent agent or anything. You would sign a contract with 20th Century Fox. And you were just simply obligated to do whatever 20th Century Fox wanted to put you in. You could Mm. maybe, if you're powerful enough, say, I don't want to do that movie. Give me another one. But you couldn't go off and make a Warner Brothers movie or an RKO movie or anything else. Uh, And they would occasionally do trades where they'd say, you know what? If you loan us Clark Gable for Gone with the Wind, we will give you, you know, Laurence Olivier for whatever else. And they could work that out. There has never been once been a movie where they say Clark Gable as used by permission of whatever studios. So this is just bizarre that the Royal Shakespeare Company has so much clout that they get a, a screen credit larger than the actor. Yeah, I look, we generally are going to start off these episodes, you know, Ben Waterworth, as of permission of Australian Survivor <laughs> Archives. Download now via iTunes and all those sort of things. But um, that's just shameless shameless uh plugging of other shows and we would never do such a thing on uh double oz seven by the way you can subscribe to our patreon yeah (laughs) yeah glad to see we're on the same wavelength there see yeah (laughs) and you know what you know what's better about that too is that we put the titles in so you don't think we're pointing at our yoohoos well i mean i don't know about you but uh i'm pointing at mine (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you. Who. Let's, let's have a look at it, shall we? No, all right. No. <laughs> right now, all that promotion we did for you can now check out our YouTube videos. Nobody's checking out our YouTube channel when they hear no. the audio for this. No. But our you porn channel, check that out. <laughs> you got our OnlyFans account. Double or seven OnlyFans account. Whoa. <laughs> How would that go? The Double or Seven OnlyFans account. Here's Noah. Uh, <laughs> try to work out what a you who and he is. <laughs> you put that where? Uh, let's just wrap it up here as they go out to have his wife lose some money. And um, when they're there, uh, as they're after she loses the money and is getting ready to leave, uh, this woman that he saw at the pool starts coming up to him and almost being very flirty. And his wife is overhearing this. And he's basically like not playing along at all. This all this I see it from the wife's point of view. Like this looks so suspicious. Uh, where she's saying it's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe we'll see, we'll see each other again very soon. And he goes, no, that's okay. I've already gotten my wedding pictures taken <laughs> <laughs> for the happily married marriage I'm in. Uh, but yeah, this is just a cover story with his wife from the wife's point of view. And I get that they get home, they have an argument over it, uh, and. Um, uh, that's it. The end of the movie. No, not the end of the movie. But uh, oh yeah, and the wife has the encounter here with the drunk friend who's like, oh yeah, it's just like last Thursday when he invited me over to your house. We're still hearing about this. And she's, that's me. Stop it, you're drunk. Yeah, this is Ben. It's me and um, Jamie. <laughs> we're gonna stop it here before it gets into a lot of the other mystery that is essentially the same scene played over and over again. This is this is the third movie we have now done from James Bond actors, right? And this is the third movie that we've done that doesn't have a plot. Just want to point that out, <laughs> that we're three from three. Again, Beautician and the Beast is looking like the Academy Award winner it should have been <laughs> next film around. Seriously, you are going to be blown away by the quality of that movie compared to what we've done here. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I zoned out a lot in this movie because I, I didn't understand a lot of it. This was very Zardozzy to me in the fact that it didn't hook my interest. And like, it's not as bad as Zardoz. I'm not going to rank Zardoz above this movie. Don't worry. But at least I feel with The Man from Hong Kong, like I was kind of like, I didn't stop watching it. 
Um, and I just don't know if it's just this movie's complicated or it's just odd or it doesn't have a plot. But, um, I mean, I, I do love the beginning with, you know, snooty Roger Moore, basically, and, you know, does everything from looks at the Tower of London to look at his watch. Everything's on time. And I love it when he looks at his speedometer and it's like 40 kilometers an hour. Oh, no, I'm doing 45. I better do 40. <laughs> like, this is me. I, I am that way, inclined with the speed limit. Never got a speeding ticket in my life. And um, never will because there is no excuse for speeding. Kids, listen to hey, you Uncle know Ben. You know what? This is the guy who has killed two James Bond actors because he said something on air. Speeding tickets coming next week. Yeah, well, probably. You watch now. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, the, the stuff that I really appreciate from Roger Moore in this movie is his facial acting. I think that's where he yeah. kind of you know, shines. And and we've always talked about that him as James Bond, that he's got these looks, right? Like his one-liners and his, his facial expressions always, you know, suit his Bond films. And this is just a Roger Moore thing, clearly, because like this opening sequence, all this acting is, is him just realizing that, oh, I'm different. Like, like he's kind of got that look on his face, like, oh, I feel slightly weird. I'm going to speed now. And yeah. I'm going to, like, he kind of goes from shocked to, hmm, I'm evil. <laughs> Um, and it's like the big evil thing is, oh, he's undone his seatbelt. Oh, no, Roger, what are you doing? Um, I do love this opening sequence, though, that for whatever reason, the filmmakers feel that to show speed, you need to zoom in on the hubcap of a car because that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> signifies speed. It's like, look how fast the wheel is spinning. That must mean he's going very fast. Um, I recently watched, when I say watched, I watched the first hour of it and I wasn't really into it, so I didn't watch the rest of it. Uh, the Ricky Gervais movie Ghost Town. Um, oh, yeah. Which, okay, but, you know, when I say I wasn't really into it, I think I was just at one of those nights where you start watching something like, eh, I kind of want to go to bed or something like that. So mm. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. But the opening of this movie reminded me of the opening of Ghost Town, <laughs> where basically... Ricky Gervais, what, goes in to get a colonoscopy or something like that and he wakes up and halfway through he died and he can speak to dead people essentially, right? So somehow Roger Moore has gotten the side of him on a hospital table that comes out. So Ghost Town very much influenced by the man who haunted himself. Hmm. Um, so, like, I mean, I don't know what I really have to add on anything you said because, you know, from this point on it's just, you're right, like it's kind of the same scene over and over again. Like, oh, you played snooker with this last Thursday. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, oh, you met me at the pool and had sex with me. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Okay. Um, oh, you're you're for the merger. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> like, that's all it is, right? Like, that's all this movie is, uh, which is, is kind of odd. And... Yeah, the kids are annoying. The wife's kind of a bit of a pain. Uh, the 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 drunken friend is hilarious but annoying. <laughs> um, I feel sorry for him. Like, I legitimately feel sorry for him because, like, every single time it's like, oh, shut up, Jeffrey, you jokingly buffoon. He's always got this look at his face like, oh, like. Oh, fellas. Come on. <laughs> He's cable. Oh, fellas. <laughs> Let me be involved. Noah can't get a date. I've got kids and I'm married. I'm cooler than Noah. <laughs> um... So, yeah, it, it's like the other friend, the other kind of um, his business colleague or whoever he is, um, he's kind of there. Um, but, like, I don't know where I was going with that point. I swear the, his <laughs> wife and the, the seductive, seductive woman in the pool is the same person again. I swear they look the same. Um, they do when, look similar, yeah. When they're out at dinner and what is she all like, oh, Let's do something different. I'm sick of being suburban. Like, 
You're married to Roger Moore. I'm sorry. Like, I exactly. love Roger Moore. But, like, this guy, like, if you want to be suburban, marry Roger Moore. Like, <laughs> even as James Bond, he wasn't exactly Mr. Lothario, kind of. He was Mr. Proper. Like, I'm Roger Moore. Like, oh, quite illuminating vagina you have there. Like, I mean, he's... he's sorry, sorry no, 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 no. Do that again. Yeah, there quite, you go. Quite illuminating hoo-hoo you have there. Like, this isn't, Ro- <laughs> this isn't Daniel Craig. He's not going to pin you against a wall and undo your dress with the power of smouldering. Like... <laughs> you know, it, it, he's going to talk your way into your hoo-hoo because he's proper and, like, he's suburban. He's Mr. Suburban, drinks a scotch and goes off and does... Like, that's what you want to be with Roger Moore for, right? Like, go and marry George Lazenby then or something like that. Timothy like, Dalton. Yeah, exactly, old buddy. Um, <laughs> wild man. <laughs> wait till you see him and Fran Dresser. Woof. Uh, basically talks his way into her hoo-hoo. Uh <laughs> That's his old buddy. Um, yeah, like, I just, I'm not understanding. Like, he goes into this shop, like, oh, coming to buy some jewellery again. And, oh, you got my hair cut already. And it's like. Oh, yeah. So, look. Yeah, I, I, I don't say, have a lot to add. I really don't because there's nothing I really to, talk to talk about. I want to talk about the because this is, I think this is one of the subtle things about the movie that I did like. Uh, and and I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm not, like, so into this movie where it was. Oh, is the easiest thing to watch. You know, it gets repetitive here. This is where knowing that this was supposed to be an Alfred Hitchcock presents episode hurts mm. because I felt like you could cut all the stuff out, make a half hour, maybe even make an hour long show and just be done with it. Cause it's a very intriguing idea, but there are a yeah. couple things you do here. The haircut is literally where I wrote in my notes. This is one too many scenes of the same scene over and over again. And it's, but and it's, yeah, sorry, go ahead. But what is nice about it is that they, they pick up the pace very subtly yeah. by him going in and saying, you know, oh, you were just here last week. And he's like, no, not again. Like this other guy out there who's posing as me, it's not me. And he's, he looks in the mirror. He's like, does this look like somebody who just got their hair cut? And they're like, well, you only asked us to take off a little. And I start to really feel his frustration. His frustration, A, that this starts the section of the movie where it's not just, oh, somebody's posing as me or there is another me out there, but I'm going to miss him by five minutes every single time. Yeah. Uh, the frustration of this guy is covering for himself in a way where there is no disputing his claim. It's like, no matter what Moore tries to do is like, listen, there is another person out there. They're like, well, that doesn't prove anything. You didn't ask it. To, like, I don't know if it's intentional. We never really find out, but is it intentional of the doubles part that he's doing everything he can to make sure people can't actually prove that this is not in his mind? Yeah, I agree. And I think like, you're right. Like this is a, this is a TV episode. There's something better. And this isn't a bad movie. Like this, this isn't Zardoz. Yeah. This isn't a bad movie. Uh, if this was an Oz Network episode, I'd probably rent this. Um, it's just, it does go on for a little bit. And, like, here's another weird comparison. The movie Flight Plan, I don't know if you've ever seen that, right? Like, the yeah. the whole mystery behind that is, is Jodie Foster going crazy or did she really have a daughter on this plane? And you're intrigued. You really want to know what's happening in that movie, right? Whereas this movie, it's kind of like it's trying to play up to a mystery and all this sort of stuff. But... It just gets to a point where you're just like, okay, we get it. Like, oh, no. Then, like, well, we're not getting any clues or anything that this guy exists outside of him until right at the very end. So, Do you know yeah. what kind of ruins it? And it is an interesting opening, but the opening ruins it. You could have played this movie exactly the same. You would think, okay, well, there's obviously somebody out there because you keep seeing the guy in the car, right? You see the thing with the match where he's, like, breaking yep. the match the same way every single time. Uh, none of these, these people are no, they know him well. So it's not like, you know, magical plastic surgery, uh, that you would see in something like 24 or die another, uh, day. Die another day or Thunderball. But, um, 
you you lose the suspense of is this in his mind or not in that opening scene because you see the real yeah. Roger Moore snap and something Agreed. goes different and you see the double vision and the car changes and all that. So you know from the beginning that if this is in his mind or it is a supernatural thing, but the one thing you can rule out is that it is not a person posing as him. And this section of the movie keeps trying to set it up as somebody is posing as him. And we mm. know that that's not the case. This is where Ghost Town did it better, right? Because, like, I think you just <laughs> open it up with him going to hospital. And, like, cause you're right. Like, basically, this personality that you see of him that leads to him going to hospital for them to so-called escape, like, it kind of... Like, it doesn't make sense. You've got a man who's a creature of habit who internally has part of him that clearly wants to break out in some way. I, I Yeah, I, I just don't... I don't understand it. Um, It does lead, though, like, you're talking about the flashbacks. One thing I'll say, of all the flashback sequences, maybe my favourite scene of this whole movie is the Roger boat? Moore and other guy in bowler hat in the boat and the yeah. zoom out. That's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so okay. weird. I am going to play a clip of that. Please and, and, play that we're clip a little right bit ahead. now for our video people. We're a little ahead. People can watch it right now if you want to check out our video and look at us up on YouTube. But uh, they are in the back of the boat. Now, the camera is zoomed in at the beginning. You don't know they're on a boat. You just see two men's faces inches from each other, literally looking like they're about to can suck each other's faces. Can we this on Zoom? Like, I know, like, I realize that our cameras are kind of opposite ending so Hold you on, need to that's... direct me because i think when you record it's different. <laughs> all right turn. is it that way am i yes. am i facing the right way okay i'm gonna move away from no my you're face. facing the wrong way you got to turn around okay because this is where it's opposite on mine than it face is to me. yours face right? me. okay well right. I, I was facing you on my side but on this side it's oh, okay. okay yeah right okay so this is that scene <laughs> you have to look like really intense okay all right all right so they're in the boat they're face to face like this you're you're watching it right now <laughs> maybe even on the same screen it looks like they're about to make out. <laughs> Get closer to me, Colin. You're not close enough. <laughs> Where's he going? There he is. Stop showing me your ass. Um, <laughs> but anyways, low, then they zoom out to show they're in the boat. Somehow it looks more awkward when you yeah. know they're in a boat too because there's, they're right up. You are, this is the only place that they meet where they are in complete seclusion, complete <laughs> privacy. And they feel like they need to be this close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> we won't know until this is over if any of that works. <laughs> uh, what, um, what, what do you think of that, James? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, there's some weird stuff in here. But anyways, uh, I we, we have the jewelry scene. We don't even need to go through that. He gets something arriving at his work, which looks like it's a, a jewel that he... I don't know if he, this was something he was supposed to have bought for the mistress and was delivered to his office. He goes to find the mistress. She comes out wet and in her underwear. That perked me up a little bit. Um, he says he <laughs> never bought the jewelry. <laughs> he said never bought the jewelry. If he did, he would have bought it for his wife because I'm married. Um, <laughs> like that would hold a real man back. Um, anyway, <laughs> Collins Lothario ways out there banging half of Winnipeg. Yeah, having all that sex. Uh, <laughs> what is Winnipeg sex like? Just snow you know, boots. The, the here's the here's the funniest thing. Like I would never cheat on Jamie, anyways. But she cheated uh, on you. Often. <laughs> we know she she has I Again. guarantee she's doing it right now upstairs Keanu get Jamie, out go home I told you Colin loves you <laughs> she's so horrible that she drives to Victoria without you knowing uh, but uh, you know sometimes she'll kind of joke around and she'll be like oh were you off with another woman and I'll be like Jamie you know 
you know very well, there is no way I could ever cheat on you. I can't have a conversation about sex without whispering it. How am I going to have sex? See, no, <laughs> no wishes that he had a Jamie to be like, oh, God. Like, no, I can't even get Jamie, basically. So <laughs> yeah. well, he probably could. But um, I mean, he's tried for one of our spouses, so he's going to try another. He had, he had vision. You know, lock, lock Tunnel in. vision. That yeah. Roger Moore crazed look in his eye. <laughs> Thank you, Noah, for yeah. continuing to listen to the podcast. I miss um, Noah. I really we do. Got to get him Noah. back. We'll find a way to do it. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll bank a bunch of these episodes, and then we'll just tell him you tell us when to record, and it's gonna be like four in the morning for us, and we'll do it. Remember that time that Noah like just cried because I ranked die another day so highly. Remember that time Noah fell off his chair. <laughs> Remember that time? Oh, the falling off the chair, oh, Noah. Uh, which Come segment back, is Noah. that? The clip of that. Oh, the clip of that. What about the clip of that? Do I have the clip, clip of him falling in his chair? We, we use that in one of our intros. Oh, we do in the um. Yeah, you'll hear it at the end of this episode. I can't remember which one it is, but uh, one I, I I will. It's not going to be on this episode, but I will figure out how to do an animation of Noah falling off a chair to that. So we can have Noah falling off a chair. Was it on this show when we had the the car? It was. It was on Double Seven when somebody beeped the horn. It's like beep beep. And yeah. Then he and when he's being uh, shed and it started raining. When he's oh. in the shed, yeah. No recording from his shed and torrential downpour. And his so computer many memories. used to take off. Yeah, oh. the middle of the episode. No, no, if I find you a date, can you come back on the show? <laughs> I really miss Noah. What you know, I will get man. you Olga Korolenko's hoo-hoo if you get on the show. <laughs> well, that's not that hard. I mean, yeah, it's pretty easy to get I mean, that. Pierce, Craig, they both had it already. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson had uh, it. Anyways... Rowan Atkinson, what? Johnny English 3. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she is in that one. Uh, anyways, let's let's just breeze through the end of this movie here. Uh, he thinks he's going crazy after a while, after he finds an identical clip-on collar in his house. Um, he goes to see a psychiatrist at one point. Um, the, uh, the, the meeting, as you mentioned, the flashback stuff about the merger where they're explaining, oh, this is the conversation that we had. The rival corporation, he's leaking the information. He's he's the leak. He's the mole. They're at the planetarium. They're having a romantic stroll in a boat, all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, and um, uh, they, he tries calling up his home at one point. Now, this actually was a really cool scene. If it wasn't for the fact that I had seen Faulty Towers, uh, <laughs> this scene would be great. So, uh, <laughs> hello, whoever. Oh, sorry. Jamie just came over. Um, yeah, <laughs> where you're saying bye, Jamie. You got to get back oh, home. That means she's leaving. Yes, that's the yeah. that's the way. Yep, she'll be home in three days. It's fine. Yeah, uh, but yeah, when he calls home and it's it's sort of like he's saying, "Oh, uh, this is Mr. Pelham," and Manuel here on the other line is like, "K K, yes, I will get Pelham for you." Uh, uh, I don't know what is the accent there, uh, but he even uh, has a line here that was just like it really made me laugh. Uh, where he says, no, 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 no. It's like, uh, uh, I am Pelham. It's like, uh, what a name should I say? <laughs> like such a stereotype here. I think his name is Luigi in the movie. Uh, and then Roger Moore, what the devil are you saying? <laughs> Getting really upset. I love this scene with Manuel here. <laughs> Which I don't understand. Like, when did he have a butler? Like, he just appears out of he nowhere. Meant, like, yeah, it is weird because he mentions earlier on, he says something about, oh, whatever. I'm guessing one of the kids' names. He says, and Luigi. 
And I thought Luigi was one of the names of his kids. Yeah. And then we see the butler here. I'm like, oh, that's Luigi. But yeah, we should have seen him earlier in the movie. Yeah, I, uh, I, but- it was just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like all of a sudden, like, boom, guess what? I've got a I've got an Italian butler called Luigi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but we get another crazy Roger Moore as he's speeding. You mentioned the facial acting. It's a long sequence here, him speeding towards the house because he realized that this double is finally there. Uh, he's sweating. He's speeding. He looks crazy again. He misses him again by a minute. So, again, I really do like this frustration of you just keep missing him. Uh, really weird sequence here. We'll have to throw a video up. People, If people have not seen this movie, you can see it. The psychiatrist. So when he's first talking to the psychiatrist, he is spinning – in the chair as the psychiatrist is spinning around him like it's i don't know if it's a filmmaking trick or something like they thought this would be really really out there but i don't get why the psychiatrist has him in a dark room is already walking around him in circles as the camera spins in circles as the chair spins in circles it's just i got really dizzy watches like effective filmmaking but it doesn't make sense how this psychiatrist is spinning him for no reason the psychiatrist you won't get the reference i'm sure noah will and a lot of our oh, other more no, educated uh, listeners. Uh, Dr. Strangelove, we mentioned an episode about this, and we had to explain off-air to Ben <laughs> our episode, Dr. Noah or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Good Thighs, our uh, Casino Royale 67 episode. Yeah, Ben, I don't get it. I'm like, it's a movie, Ben. It's called Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. And you're like, I don't get it. Anyways, the character of Dr. Strangelove in the Dr. Strangelove movie, that is what this character is. Uh, let's do a side-by-side comparison. People want to see it. Look up if you're not listening, watching the video. Look up Doctor Strange Love. You will see the sunglasses, the crazy guy who even talks angled like this. And then you have Roger Moore, psychiatrist, crazy sunglasses who talks angled like this. He's literally doing an impression of Peter Sellers and Doctor Strange Love here. Um, we'll James cover Bond. it. So <laughs> Sean Connery played Doctor Strangelove, by the way. No, I'm uh, talking Peter Sellers, James Bond, Peter Sellers. Oh, yeah, Peter Sellers was James Bond. Yeah. There we go. That's the connection. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, when he's spinning him, I just wanted to wee. Like, it's it's like he's taking him <laughs> for a ride. It's very strange. Um, that, that's the same noise Colin makes when he sees a hoo-hoo. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> wee! <laughs> uh, he, he leaves the psychiatrist and goes to see his mistress again. Like, again, this does not make you look less suspicious to your wife. You're going to see this woman for a second time. She even says, oh, it's almost like I never get the same man twice. And then she mentions, you only left two minutes ago. He has a full breakdown here, like in front of the mister. Now, this is, to me, the best scene in the movie. Roger Moore buries his face in his hands. And when it comes up, his eyes are bloodshot. He's got tears. He's got sweat. He just looks completely destroyed. And he's saying, I think I need you to call my doctor and tell him to get over here. He's institutionalized. While this happens... We get another bit of clever editing. And again, I like that they keep this mysterious. If we hadn't had that opening scene that made it clear from the beginning, there is something supernatural about this. There is another man uh, where he's in the hospital and all of a sudden we see the double at the house. Now we don't see him at the hospital. You think this could be like when he was in the hospital originally and it flashed to forward three months, but this is clear now it's the double. So as soon as he's hospitalized in the, you know, institution or what politically corrupt term is uh the double suddenly appears at the house and we get a scene where his wife almost shoots him (laughs) why i don't know he always comes home late at night uh then uh we don't get the reveal there now this i actually really liked obviously we know the audience that this is roger moore coming in the door uh, we know the wife's holding the gun on him. The door. That sounds like Roger. a game show. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Dench slaps people, followed by Roger Moore coming in the door. Hello, everyone. We're building. It's Roger and I the, are going to come in your door this week. 
The Double Oz Seven Network is going to take <laughs> off soon with all these shows, uh, <laughs> starring Roger, the corpse of Roger Moore, the corpse of Jeffrey Palmer, the corpse of Sean Connery, <laughs> and coming soon, the corpse of George Lazenby. <laughs> Shit, Ben, don't no, oh. Ben. If he dies, we are never doing another episode again. I swear. If I have to play this clip in our next episode, I quit. <laughs> um, anyway, but the way that they have it where she responds, you know that it's her husband, Roger Moore, but you don't see him. And then they flash forward to the next day at the office and he's there. And I love evil Roger Moore here where he's not going so over the top as evil Roger Moore. It's just sort of the boardroom meeting. They're like, listen, we have a very serious thing to discuss. We found out that you are the leak. Cause like, well, of course I'm the mole. Of course I'm the one leaking the information. Well, why would you do this to us? It's like, you know what? They were going to offer us like a pathetic amount of money and I doubled your price. You should be happy. I'm actually kind of liking this guy now. <laughs> he's looking out for the best interests. There's nothing wrong with Roger Moore being evil here. Um, He's, he's got, you know, his wife excited again. They're out dancing. That band <laughs> playing that cheesy song. And uh, I'm Coming sure you've heard your it. door, Roger Moore. Yeah. They're having sex again. They're having you know, sex. I don't mind evil Roger Moore. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> he's a good dad. But <laughs> good dad. We know he's a good dad. Uh, the other Roger Moore thought Luigi was one of his kids. Okay. Like he couldn't even keep his <laughs> butler straight from his kids. Uh, but um, uh, after good Roger Moore is uh, released from the hospital, you actually finally get the meeting of them. So he shows up at work and he realizes, no, wait, the other guy's here. Yeah, he went home already. I can go home and I can meet him. So he speeds home. We get another one of these crazy Roger Moore things. This time it's pouring rain. Some very effective filmmaking here. I feel like the movie picks up once we stop with playing the same scene over and over again. He shows up at the house. Uh, he even tells the psychiatrist, you think that this guy is imaginary? Come, you will see it. Uh, when he gets to the house, the kids see him. His wife sees him. Everybody sees two Roger Moores. But what it comes down to is, like, I would never wear that. I wear the same tie every day. Kind of a lame way to end the movie here because the psychiatrist was the one who said, you know what? Don't wear that tie. Don't yeah. wear that clip-on collar. You need to have some variety in your life. Now, I would have liked this ending so much more if it hadn't, maybe if it was just Roger Moore's idea and not have the psychiatrist be the one to blame for evil Roger Moore taking over good Roger Moore's life here because it ultimately comes down to the psychiatrist told him, change up your wardrobe, wear something different. Everybody's like, I know you're not my husband. He wears the same clip-on collar and tie every single day. Uh, it reminds me of that Simpsons, like, I'm Ned Flanders. I'm a stupid four-eyed label who wears the same stupid sweater every day. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this is what gives it up. Roger Moore has another mental breakdown. He speeds away. Evil Roger Moore chases him. We get a kind of cool car chase here, which gets really bizarre really quickly after <laughs> their meeting and their car chase. Uh, as good Roger Moore is trying to get away, bad Roger Moore is chasing him. It's pouring rain. Good Roger Moore starts seeing the reflection of bad Roger Moore in the mirror. He starts seeing the reflection of his mistress. He starts seeing... This is where I'm feeling like, are they trying to say it's all in his head again? Mm. But again, the other characters have acknowledged there is literally a double of this man. He even explains to him, it's like, you know, when you were in the hospital, you actually died for a minute. And when they brought you back, it separated us. Otherwise, I would have been released. So there are two versions of one man. Where he was when they were in the hospital, I don't know. It's not like any of the orderlies were like, did you see that? Another Roger Moore just rose out of Roger Moore here. Let's call this one Sean Connery because they can't have the same name. Colin, 
Roger Moore. <laughs> but it's just, there's, you really, it's psychologically great movie here, great ending, but no common sense to it at all. He smashes the mirror. He sees evil Roger Moore in all the shards of the mirror. Ah! Pearly white Roger Moore. I love creaky yeah. evil. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. It is fun. It is just as, not as nuts as Zardoz, but just as nuts as anything we saw in The Man from Hong Kong. Some really nice editing here. Uh, but eventually it runs Roger Moore, good Roger Moore, off the road. Uh, and... When he runs off the road, the car disappears. So now we get the impression that because one of them is dead, that all evidence of him existing disappears too because the car disappears with him. Uh, and then evil Roger Moore, who's looking on, of course, ah, I just killed my good self, suddenly has a heart attack and dies. Which, uh, well, according to Wikipedia, the movie. according to Wikipedia, it's, you hear one heartbeat implying that there's one Pelham once again. Um, okay, so is this now supposed to be that he turns back? Because he responds to it. Yeah, it, it's not like it's not so clear where he's. Oh, it's only one heartbeat. It, he he's hurt by it. So was this one's evilness fueled by the fact that there was a second heartbeat somewhere? It says the double stops and looks down into the water, and then to the audible sound of a double heartbeat, he briefly clutches his chest as if in extreme pain. But the spasm soon passes, and he becomes calm. <laughs> there is only one pillum again. Sure. We needed Wikipedia to understand Zardoz. I didn't think we would need Wikipedia to understand the man who haunted himself. And I'm also going to say here, um, I feel this movie is incorrectly titled. This should be the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Very Thank good you. use of it. Yes. I- I'm here to Thursday. Sh- Try the view. Um, Thursday? <laughs> Thursday? That's I was on vacation Thursday. <laughs> How many times did I have to mention Thursday? Like, if you go somewhere and somebody said to you, like, Colin, you know, good to see you here again. You were here on Thursday. No, I wasn't. I was at home with my wife. You're not going to have, like, five other people coming to you. Oh, you were here last Thursday. Oh, remember when you yeah. were here last Thursday? Like, they go. I would never like, forget a Thursday like that, Pelham. They love Thursday. We've renamed, we've renamed Thursday Pelham Day. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add, really, because... <laughs> Surprise. Well, again, like, a lot of this is the part where, I like, I zoned out slightly, but it does get very repetitive, because, again, it's, I went over that before, like, oh, you were here last Thursday. No, I wasn't. Yes, I were. No, I wasn't. Yes, I were. Um, like, I love the, the big dramaticness of the, oh, there's a collar tie. That means somebody else was here. <gasps> Dramatic reveal. Um, and just... Like the nature of like when he when he confronts the photographer woman and she's like, "Oh, you made love to me on this bed. Don't say it's not true." He's like, "No, damn it, woman, I didn't. I didn't make love to you." Like, yes, what you the did. devil are you saying? I, that, now that's gonna be my new go-to, Roger Moore. What the devil are you saying? <laughs> like, I don't think Roger Moore ever swore in his life. That is the the most explicit Roger Moore ever got with his vocabulary. Was what the devil are you saying, woman? <gasps> Don't say horrible things to me. Um, like you know, Daniel Craig is all like fuck shit balls um you know timothy dalton that guy's got a potty mouth like no other and good old roger moore would be like me he's like sex <laughs> exactly oh damn it woman get your <laughs> out um <laughs> isn't there a chocolate drink called yoohoo or something like that or oh but it's our sponsor this week <laughs> this episode brought to you by yoohoo <laughs> like i'm never gonna look at that the same way again like have a Cold glass of Yoohoo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Won't say no to that. Um, but yeah, like, I don't even, I just the whole. <laughs> in- <laughs> I don't even 
no. <laughs> what is going on? Like, why Why are all these Bond actors in movies that don't make sense? Stupid <laughs> It was 70. the 70s. They've all been in 70s movies. Let's point this out. Like, what? Man from Hong Kong was, what, 75? Zardoz was fucking who knows? Who cares? And <laughs> this was 1970. At least Mutation the Beast came out in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> yay for the 90s. Um... I, I really actually want to see some of Roger Moore's other films if he thinks this is a bit... I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking away from Roger Moore's performance. Like, this is oh, a good great. performance by Roger Moore. But, I mean, was he in some very bad movies outside of this? Is that kind <laughs> of what he's, what he's implying? Um, I do like the end bit, though. Like, from the whole movie where I maybe zoned out slightly in this middle section, I was picked up right away when he's, like, in the house and he confronts him and sweaty Roger Moore and the everything dripping off him and... Also, like, I do love the kids and everybody's reaction. Like, let's be honest, right now, if you came home and there's another Colin, like, is, is Jamie and, and the kids just going to be like, Mummy, who's this man who looks like Daddy? Um, like, you're going to be fucking crapping bricks. Like, I mean, mm. you know? I mean, no? we, we've got we've got twins. It's normal for us to see double in this oh, okay. house. Well, they're not going to care. Another house. A, maybe it's an Australian thing that we would be weirded out. Like, remember or just the, not having twins. The, the, the sixth day, the very first movie we covered over on the Oz Network, yeah. um, like the scene when Arnie comes home and like looks inside and sees his cloning. They're like, he's shitting himself. And then he's all like, holy fuck. Like, and then he goes to open the door and evil people are all like, no, don't go in there. What will your wife think? Like, they're so calm and blasé. Like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, no one. Like, that's definitely not me because I would never wear a pink shirt. Oh, you're right, honey. <laughs> definitely not you. <laughs> and look, his collar's not even a clip-on. I know. Evil. Um, I do I do love a, a movie where they have, like, the same actor playing, this, you know, two act, the same actor playing two different characters, right? And they've always got, like, the split screen and then they always kind of... They try and be a bit fancy, don't they, by doing one yeah. where they walk past the other, right? And yeah. you kind of 1970s special effects don't exactly hold up super well. But, uh, you know, they've always got to do that fancy, you know, to show off how good we are at filmmaking. But you, you know what actually works about this one where there's the walk around of more walk around more? Is more walking when around more. You, you know, Connery walk around Connery, sorry. Um, <laughs> but you have um, Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you have the crazy Connery, which the film gets degraded for one of those. Oh, <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> Jesus. Roger Moore. Um, you get the crazy Roger Moore, who is... Now you have me second-guessing which name I just said. <laughs> like, I swear I saw I'm going to hold lost. this up for the next... Like, keep talking. All right, so... Uh, you'll get the film degraded when you have like the two different elements in there. And in this case, it actually works to their advantage because the good Roger Moore that's going crazy, I actually did have to look at it there, uh, looks so pale. And it is just because the film's degraded because you're, you're you know, compositing all these images on top of each other, but it works because it just makes him look that much more broken and, and, and sick and, you know, disturbed. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. I agree with you. Um, the car chase, I just I just love creepily cheesy green Roger Moore in the mirror. <laughs> like it's kind of it's the the ending of this reminded me of Zardoz. Like it's just kind of it's weird yeah. and odd. Like Zardoz with them sitting there turning into skeletons and all that sort of stuff. This one it's just like ah mirrors, mirrors. Ah! Actually, you know what actually reminds me of 2001 a Space Odyssey when you've kind of got like facial expressions and and after the, the heartbeat, we saw baby Roger Moore in Indeed. a bubble. Uh, 
You hanging out and everything. <laughs> Maybe that's our closing theme, the theme from 2001. Of Space <laughs> yes. Um, we'll, we'll see how that fits into it. But um, yeah, like uh, the ending's weird and fine and Wikipedia explains it and then um, appearing through the permission of Royal Shakespeare. I Actually, the one bit I like is when he's going off the, the bridge and he kind of fades out. That freeze frame, they've got a Roger Moore just like... <laughs> Like, yeah. Again, if you're watching this on video, you get it. But and then, and then he fades out. And um, do you think in real life, when Roger Moore died, like another Roger Moore escaped his body, and that we've now got <laughs> another Roger Moore? You're still trying to make yourself feel okay about killing him. Well, I mean, I've just got to. I, I want to think that there's another Roger Moore. Like, oh, quite illuminating afterlife I'm in right now. Like, you know, like well. I mean, did you? I don't know if you read much of the trivia for this movie, but there is something kind of creepy about this movie oh, too. The director, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the the director of this movie, which I mean, I'm not familiar with a lot of his work. Uh, there was one movie he did, which I'll look it up here to see if I can give a recommendation for Basil Dearden. Basil. Uh, he died like after this movie, like literally, this was his last movie, and he's gone. Uh, Khartoum, that was the movie I saw. It was a war movie with Charlton Heston that was pretty good. Uh, but I mean, he'd been around forever. He'd made dozens of movies. And this was his last one. And he died in a car accident a couple months after this movie's release. Uh, I don't know how true this is, but some of the speculation is saying he actually died in a section of the road where they filmed either this car chase or the opening car chase at the beginning of this movie, uh, which would be crazy if that happened. But uh, hey, there's another Basil Dearden out there who uh, escaped. Basil and, Dearden uh, was actually Roger Moore. That like that he when was, Basil yes. Dearden died. That's how he became into, Bond. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Uh, it, it was thanks to Basil Dearden. Yep. And, and that's how Roger Moore suddenly was able to start saying sex. Yes. You know, sex. at a normal vo- voice uh, level. Uh, anyways, so that's the man who haunted himself. Um, it's not a bad movie, as far as I'm concerned. It's interesting. I would really like to see a remake, but uh, I, I, do we want to do rankings here? You're in control of this episode, Colin. Let's what, do what rankings. What clip are we hearing? Are we hearing rank? Am I hearing rankings? Rankings. Rankings. Rankings, baby. I heard rankings. Oh, and, and Pierce, did you hear that as well? What was that ding sound? No, was what was ding. that? It was rankings theme. Yeah, it wasn't a ding. Piece. Okay. It was a, it was um, a ranking, but he, I heard that ding too. I, I don't know what that ding was, but anyway. Um, don't say dong. Uh, <laughs> it's you hoo dong ding dang dong. Yep. Um, ding dang dong. Yeah. We got three movies. We're three movies in here. I'm going Man from Hong Kong number one. I would put this number two in Zardoz three. I'm with you. I'm doing exactly the same thing. Um, I enjoyed right. Man with Hong Kong, uh, Man from Hong Kong, a lot better. Uh, it, it, I didn't. I don't think I zoned out of that movie, even though like half of it was just fighting. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, this, this again. This isn't a bad movie. It's, I, I probably never watch this movie again. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, but I mean, it's not Zardoz, which I yeah. still stand by. It's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. So um, Zardoz or 2019 Lion King. Uh, <laughs> probably Lion King uh, <laughs> as the preferred one yeah probably wow. at least that's got All a right. plot and you know something a song a song Zardoz yeah no that's a very good no probably Lion King yeah 
All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, Zardoz officially the worst movie ever. I'm still saying Swept Away is a worse movie than Zardoz. No, uh, bad but goal. You would bad, have to. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Call it wrong. For that, let's hear this again. <laughs> Screw you, Colin. Just stop it, okay? But if you want to hear me sing that song, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> what is our record for most times I've played Die Another Day on an episode? Maybe we can break I don't know. You're today. the only one who listens to us. Three only you times would know. today so far. Let's hear it for a fourth. Yes. You know what? That's the end of this episode. We are done. No more segments. Cancelled. Patreon I love, canceled. I just love the fact that Colin has to edit this into the video every single time. So fuck it. Let's play it again. Oh, this is great. That's what. That's why this video is being released a month after the episode's released on God, the Apple like, Podcast Stitcher. Too much editing. <laughs> Um, what else? we got to go through box office here. If we can even find a box office, let, let's Do hear we... the. Let's hear this. Is uh, this is um, the falling off the chair. Listen to this box office. And Peter Travers, he is a stupid idiot, but don't read his stuff. There it is. Falling off the <laughs> Classic Noel. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I should have listened to the song there, but it's Box Office and Peter Travers in the same the segment. Man is a stupid idiot, yes. <laughs> okay, I can't find Peter Travers. I only find three actual reviews here. I'll read all three of them because the third one is great. Okay, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, this movie holds a 55%. Uh, that's just the audience score, so they don't even have a critic score, but uh, 55 is not awful. Uh, but three professional reviews here. So Matt Brunson, who's also <laughs> Matt Brunson, who we're going to assume is also a stupid idiot, uh, is from Film <laughs> Frenzy, says the man who haunts himself doesn't even get the title right in his review. <laughs> maintains interest throughout with this intriguing storyline, although the final moments avoid the perfect ending for one that's slightly less satisfying. I agree with him, uh, but he gave it three out of four stars. Not bad. Sarah Boslaw. Oh. Of the arts, STL uh, says, I do not understand this at all. All right. Everyone is British to the hilt to the point where you may suspect, as I do, that Dearden is having a bit of fun at his countryman's expense. So they're okay. basically saying they're ripping. Like, this is the 70s. Everyone was at British in Britain, right? Like, it wasn't until the d- I mean, dirty is- 80s where everybody stopped being British. It's Britain. And she's like, everyone's so British in this movie. Okay. Uh, and then my my favorite here, Emmanuel Levi from EmmanuelLevi.com's rating says, quote, not available. <laughs> <laughs> Makes about as much sense as this movie. So there we go. Not Peter wow. Travers, but it's something. Okay. Quote, uh, not available. There's a t-shirt coming soon. Too. <laughs> T-shirts. What other segments do we have? Uh, wow. You, you really don't know what we do in this show. Uh, I forget. Let's hear this. Mr. Kiss. Kiss, bang, bang. It's a kiss, kiss, bang, bang count, Colin. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a count of one because he technically kills himself, but maybe it's two. Well, he technically fucks two women too, didn't he? Doesn't he? He ends up the double does. Oh, I was going with the and... kills. Oh, right. Okay. I thought you were just doing everything. I mean, um, you, were you implying I thought he was masturbating throughout this movie? Well, let's just say that's three say because he's not giving Colin. He's not giving it to masturbating. He's not. He's not giving it to his wife. I mean, should this double? We know. I guess we have to go throughout the course of the movie. Sure, he conceived two children, but one Roger Moore did not give it to his wife for the whole time. Uh, the other Roger Moore 
had at least two, but neither are on screen. So does it count? Yeah, it counts. It counts for Bond. They're never on screen. Well, I mean, we, we count we counted the um, the sex in Man from Hong Kong, and it wasn't Lazenby. So that was yeah, I don't know. So it kills, right, so two. kills one, sex, sex, uh, sex. two. <laughs> Martinis. It's not going to sex, sex, bang, bang. Yeah, it is. Uh, martinis, I mean, he had lots of alcohol in this movie. But I don't think any of them were martinis, were they? No, no, so that's a zero. I don't know now, if we're going to get one of those. I am going to go out on a limb here, Colin Hilding, and I'm going to give Bond, James Bond, a one. Because he actually yes, says James Bond. So I feel we it give counts. that a one. We have a Bond James Bond in a non-James Bond movie from a James Bond actor. That's yeah. insane. So with that in mind, uh, the total Bonds James Bonds of these three ones are <laughs> one. The martinis <laughs> remain at zero. Uh, sex comes up to uh, seven. And our kills comes up to 18,006. So yep. uh, doing well. Uh, and man, is it going to skyrocket next time? Uh, not next episode, because we're going to do a commentary again. Hang on, hang but, on. You're uh, missing a segment. Wait, What's going what? on? Hall of Which Fame. Segment? Play the clip. Hall of Fame. It's the hall. <laughs> the hall with the classic scene. Oh, Hall of <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, sorry, I'm not invested in this show at all, but You're I will not. be invested if you pay on patreon.com, I will be invested in this podcast. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Uh, and Colin, um, Roger Moore. There, right. <laughs> Roger Moore. Okay. What hall of, we need to pick three at least here. So the I, I'm going to say the, the, the car chase at the end has to be one. Uh, yep. I would give his breakdown in the mistress's apartment in there because it, it, as far as Roger Moore, dramatic acting scenes, like that's a really good scene for him. And the boat. The boat, yes, the dude kissing the boat. Yes. <laughs> oh, best Hall of Fame ever. <laughs> Not as good as um, horse falling off cliff and never say never again. <laughs> but nearly. <laughs> oh, we got to do a Hall of Fame of the Hall of Fame for these movies. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, we're gonna be back with Timothy Dalton's next. Now, our next Timothy Dalton's next for both, isn't he? Uh, it is. It's double we, Timothy Dalton. Yes. Oh, it's the month I've been dreading. Uh, I, I just want to throw out there. I um, I think I mentioned this in the last episode that I'm still being trolled by people I used to work with uh, <laughs> because when Sean Connery died, uh, somebody uh, I was just well known as the guy who hated Timothy Dalton. And uh, somebody I worked with said, well, at least we still got Dalton. And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's why I but, never say uh, anything about him because he'll die. And it'll be my fault. And I don't want to. Yeah, Dalton we're going to cancel so. the episode because otherwise Ben's going to kill Timothy Dalton. No, I will never say uh, a bad word against my old buddy. <laughs> old buddy. Uh, we are going to be doing the License to Kill commentary next, which I'm actually excited about because this is the Bond movie I watched the least. I, I'm not uh, Die Another Day. I watch that movie all the time. Uh, as much as I hate that movie, that's my Die Another Day is my second least favorite Bond movie. I think uh, my third least favorite was Diamonds Are Forever, which again I know the movie by heart. I will go out of my way to not watch License to Kill. That is how much it is my least favorite Bond movie. But it always kind of makes it fresh and exciting when I do watch it, though, because it feels like a new Bond movie. Like when you're going through all the Bond movies the first time and you finally reach number twenty or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, okay, this is my last one. That's kind of sad. And you're seeing a new James Bond. There are things about this movie that feel like a new James Bond movie for me each time. So uh, excited for License to Kill at all, Ben? 
I'm thrilled for License to Kill. Uh, I I love License to Kill. I had this, I think, as high as nine on our overall, but yeah. I bumped it down a couple of slots. Uh, I've just this is one of those. I'm the complete opposite of you. I I watch this movie so much, um, so much uh, as a kid. I think this was one of the probably the first five or six I ever saw, and I just would watch this movie all the time, and I love it. I really love this. I just. it's kind of like die another day in a way that I can see why people don't like it. But at the same time, I feel this is a lot better and Bondian than people give it credit for. Like, whereas, whereas die another day goes a little bit too far. I feel that Timothy Dalton is more grounded. This is more grounded. And I feel that people don't give it credit for what it actually does. I feel, you know, this is a, I've always said about Timothy Dalton that Daniel Craig has helped Timothy Dalton become a better Bond. And I always feel like this is his movie where this is kind of the one that I really think kind of it shows there. But um, no, I'm really looking forward to to doing this. And I, I think you are hosting it. Maybe I can't remember. Maybe it is me, but it doesn't really matter on a commentary. We kind of speak <laughs> the same anyway, but um, no, I mean, this is, when we get to Moonraker, this will be the same with me, though, of course. Like, this is one you ranked at the bottom. You're going to have things to say. When we get to Moonraker, I'm just going to shit all over it for a whole episode. Mm. So it'll be fun to kind of be on an episode where you've got somebody like me who really loves this movie versus you who doesn't. One thing I actually <laughs> want to quickly add, too, before we talk about the next non-Bond uh, film from a Bond actor. Our last episode, all seriousness, we did our Sean Connery tribute episode, uh, you know, not that long ago now when we released this episode. But at that time we had only had statements from, I believe Daniel Craig mm. about Connery. I don't, uh, Pierce Brosnan, I don't think had at the time released anything Lazenby had, but um, I've just looked it up. Brosnan did release a bit of a statement on his Instagram. Some website basically published it saying that he only said like a Noah, like a one line thing. But um, <laughs> miss you, Sean. <laughs> I just, I just, I know this is kind of slightly taking a tangent, but I feel like it's important for because I, I was just just trying to find out if Dalton had released a statement since last I checked, and he has. So I'll get to that. But um, Brosnan said, "So Sean Connery, you are my greatest James Bond as a boy and as a man who became James Bond himself. You cast a long shadow of cinematic splendor that will live on forever. You led the way for us." all who followed in your iconic footsteps each man in his turn looked to you with reverence and admiration as we forged ahead with our own interpretations of the role you are mighty in every way as an actor and as a man and will remain so to the end of time that's quite nice um you know what just uh just to add on there we should clarify uh like me pierce actually thought he was talking about roger moore there yeah <laughs> when he said sean connery you were my <laughs> james bond but well uh so timothy because like timothy dalton doesn't do social media or anything along those lines right? neither does daniel craig but obviously daniel craig being bond i guess is probably you had a statement to from by yeah. mgm like not forced to, i'm sure daniel craig is like, i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> about that bastard i would <laughs> rather slit my wrists than comment on connery's death like Daniel Craig is like the nicest man in the world, essentially, and yet we here we are painting this picture. <laughs> but so Timothy Dalton is clearly being contacted by the New York Times, uh, and it says in a brief statement to the New York Times, Timothy Dalton of The Living Daylights and License to Kill described Connery as a wonderful presence and a great leading man. That's it. That's all Timothy Dalton said. And a spectacular <laughs> yoo-hoo. <laughs> yes, but I, I, like I mean, let's be serious. Dalton's a bit of a private man. He kind of he doesn't do much anymore. I don't even think he does much theatre work anymore, does he? Um, and he's someone who, when he ever does a random interview, he'll talk highly of being Bond, but it's something he's moved on from. So it's kind of nice that somebody's reached out to him and he said something at least. So uh, well, while we're on the page of celebrating Dalton, 
we're also going to get more Dalton after our commentary license to kill because yes. we're up to him in our non-Bond movie rewatches with the Beatition the Beast. And all I can say about this movie is, uh, I think, what year did this come out in? Was it 97, 98? Yeah, mid-90s. Uh, 97. 97 it came Okay, out. so I, I don't think I had really gotten into the Bond movies at this point. I probably didn't even know he was a James Bond. Uh, but I knew that Timothy Dalton was in Beatition the Beast. So maybe when I eventually watched the Bond movies like a year or so later, uh, I was like, oh, is that that guy from the Beatition the Beast? Which I never saw the Beatition the Beast. I just knew this guy, Timothy Dalton, is with Fran Drescher and the Beatition the Beast that people talk about for some reason. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I have no knowledge of anything about this movie other than the fact that it's Fran Drescher and Timothy Dalton. Uh, and... I'm guessing as you're saying it's going to be more coherent that we're finally going to break our acid trip streak of Zardoz, <laughs> Man from Hong Kong, and uh, Man Who Haunted Himself. Um, but I am slightly excited about this just because as critical as I am of Timothy Dalton as Bond, and I am very critical, uh, as you remind me, I, I will go out of my way to just dump on everything he does in a Bond movie. Uh, I actually really like Timothy Dalton as a comic actor particularly in hot fuzz uh he is absolutely hilarious in hot fuzz and even in toy story his voice uh i think that this is a guy who fits comedy better which is why it's so confusing that he's so humorless as bond so tell me that this is a funny movie and i'll get excited i'm gonna say it's actually been quite some time since i've seen this it has been a long time but i i remember getting this as a kid renting it because i was a big nanny fan and I, this also might have been around about similar to you like i maybe didn't know he was bond at this point or i hadn't seen any of his things so I remember seeing this more because of Fran Drescher, <laughs> like in the <laughs> 90s. But um, it was one of these sort of guilty ones that I would just randomly get and just put on and like have fun with it and it would be on TV and I would kind of watch it. And it's it's maybe one of these ones that I think I've just gradually forgotten about over time. And it's kind of like um, Beethoven. I used to watch Beethoven all the time as a mm. kid, right? But I couldn't tell you the last time I saw Beethoven. Uh, like it's yeah. been so long since I've seen it. Um but from what I remember, this movie is just like one of those cheesy 90s comedies. It's never going to win any awards. You can see why people probably think it's a bit shit. Um, but like, I just, it's enjoyable. Like, it's just, it's just dumb, silly, enjoyable fun. And, you know, I, from what I remember, like, Timothy Dalton's great in this movie. Like, it's, it's, it's very The King and I. That's, a, that's an old movie that I remember randomly mm. using to watch as a, as a kid a lot. Um, I think it's just The King and I without the singing. Um, but then you, you kind of had like a similar movie came out, what, a few years after this, like the, was it Princess Diaries or whatever it's called, the Anne Hathaway oh, yeah. one, which kind of reminds me a little bit of that. I always like these kind of fish out of water sort of things where they get shoved into a situation like this. And, you know, I mean, he's basically the nanny movie, like Fran Drescher getting put into like a, you know, a hoity-toity area and she's, oh, I'm from Queens and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, um yeah, it was interesting when we looked at Timothy Dalton's filmography, we, we thought about, you know, Hot Fuzz and, and Looney Tunes back in action and even the Toy Story movies, we kind of thought about them. But I think this one stood out. We, we brought this up recently that I'd watched The uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin and kind of there's a joke in there that Paul Rudd does. of like, I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast than watch this clip on your thing again. Like, this got Razzie nominations. Uh, it was a pretty big flop and got bagged out quite badly. But... Um, I, I mean, look, I've not seen Cowboys and Aliens. I've not seen November Man, so I can't really comment on those two movies. But this could be the most excited 
I have been to watch a movie out of these. Um, Bring on Timothy Dalton. One thing actually with Timothy Dalton I've just realised too, over on the Oz Network, download now, we've just finished Brendan Fraser month and we could have done Looney Tunes back in action because Brendan Fraser and Timothy Dalton plays Brendan Fraser's dad in that movie. Um, Timothy Dalton actually is currently starring in Doom Patrol, also featuring Brendan Fraser. Ah. So Timothy Dalton and Brendan Fraser might be best buds. So we need to... uh, See what else they've got going on here because this is a bit of a connection to our two shows here and it's I like that. Maybe uh, we'll do a Patreon on both the Oz Network and Double Oz 7 where we cover it and we could do half the work and collect twice as much money. My, my goal is, like, I know our next two episodes are going to be Timothy Dot ones and unless we're going to do the George Lazenby tribute because I've clearly killed him in this episode. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to have one of these episodes where Colin's going to be very negative against Timothy. But I'm, I'm sincerely hoping that at the end of Beautician and the Beast, Colin Hilding will be positive on Timothy Dalton. So that out of all the nearly 100 episodes of this show that we've done, I don't think I've ever heard Colin speak positively about Timothy Dalton on this show, except for, oh, he's kind of funny and other things that aren't Bond. So let's let's get excited, <laughs> so, Dalton defenders I, I out the- there. Like Ben Waterworth, that old buddy's going to get some love from this man here. Whichever side I'm pointing on, I'm right on one of these here. <laughs> all right. Um... It is funny. Your your argument there was like, you know, I've never heard you say anything positive on Dalton except for, oh, he's kind of funny things that aren't Bond. So I'm finally going to get you to say something positive on Dalton on something that is not Bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it. On on our License to Kill episode, I'm going to keep a Colin Hilding is positive about Dalton count. I'm going to find <laughs> something and you're going to be like, he's got a nice strand of hair there. Yeah. Uh, beautiful chest hair. Blinking uh, I don't fish. Even know if seen blinking it. fish. Oh no, we're gonna talk about the blinking fish and the bar fights. Oh, oh the love making in the bar fight. This is awful. I I'm quitting the show. Uh, anyways, you can uh, as always subscribe to us on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Double R Seven. Correct. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore. Uh, we can be downloaded, which you probably already did if you're listening to this, but it will just remind you anyways. Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you can find us. YouTube now. Yoo-hoo. YouTube, not Yoo-Hoo. 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 Uh, <laughs> if there's anyone out there who's got Yoo-hoo. the double on seven tattoo on their Yoo-Hoo, show it. Uh, if Daniel Craig can get Yoo-Hoo on his and Olga Korolenko Hoo-Hoo on hers, uh, we will... Bring you the pictures, live Patreon exclusive. I don't know. We're 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 just waiting for a Patreon subscriber here. <laughs> we're doing we, everything. We, We've literally said we would stop playing Die Another Day. We would sing Die Another Day. We'll bring you dick pics of Orolenko and Daniel Craig. And yet no one's signing up. What do we have to do to get one dollar? One dollar. Let's let's actually tell people what you get on there. So you will get bonus episodes on Patreon. Uh, on things you will not normally get. I'm going to pull this up now, Colin. You're giving me some warnings. Yes, you you will get an exclusive (laughs) group chat thing with us. Uh, You will also get a thing with us. You also get an autograph picture, uh, depending on which level you sign up for. So you do have to go there and check it out. But you'll get an autograph picture of James Bond autographed by one of our hosts. So we're just going to make this very clear here. You can get an autographed Sean Connery picture signed by me, Colin Hilding. Now, because I said that, it's going to be a picture of Roger Moore signed by me. <laughs> you can get an autographed picture of a James Bond actor signed by one of the hosts. The, the, the so we've got Daniel Craig's little fingers for $3 a month, George Lazenby's guts for $5 a month, and Pierce Brosnan's chest hair for $10 a month. And, 
Yeah, we've got the bonus episodes on each of the groups, the Facebook group. A shout out on our website as well. Uh, also, if you do the $5 a month one too, um, yeah, that's the signed photo. And the $10 a month one, you remember also you get the special ability to have an episode brought to you by. So as I said, the example is like, I hate Taylor Swift, right? But you could pay $10 a month and then one month you could be like, Ben, this week you're going to say, brought to you by Taylor Swift's great music and I will do it. I will say it. Um, basically, anything you pay us to say, we will do it. And like in all seriousness, you if can, you've got like a local business, a business. you're like if you're you know you run the YooHoo factory and <laughs> you can't afford advertising. I mean, this is ten bucks a month for advertising. Like fucking, that's cheap, man. Like both our listeners will probably go to your website. There's probably more traffic <laughs> you're getting right now. Like like we should probably pay ten dollars a month, Colin, so we can give a shout out to our own work and maybe we'll get listeners. We should, like, you know. So yeah, it's um patreon.com forward slash 007 uh, $3 a month the cheapest $10 a month most expensive do it because we're poor and my drug <laughs> and addict. the content is great we have not produced any of it yet but we stand by it is quality entertainment yeah you, you realize how slack we are with getting these episodes out right because we get so invested in the Oz Network download now via all those channels like literally we're going to get somebody to sign up and then they're like where's my bonus episode a month it's been six <laughs> months spent 18 bucks on this crap and I haven't gotten one we better start banking some. Um, you will hopefully hear from us in another two weeks, <laughs> as we promise, for License to Kill commentary. And then the rest of the... We have more than enough to carry us through to No Time to Die's release in 2026. Um, <laughs> yeah, breaking news has been delayed. We actually don't know. Yeah. Uh, but probably. Daniel Craig will no longer be with us by the time oh, No Time to Die's released. Oh, God, you're killing one. Actually, you said it, not no. me. So it's all good. Yeah. fine. Uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Colin and quote not available. And my name is Ben and I'm going to play with my Yoohoo. That's what a bloody thing looks like. We've got two heartbeats there now. Why do we have to have the same sort of car again? I'm used to them. Damn good motor cars. Didn't seem any point in changing. Walked right by me in Cheapside last week. Last week, did you? Wednesday. Happy Stone Dead. Anyway, glad you're all right. Silly old son, I was in Spain last week. Frank Bellamy, you asked me for a drink. I did. Why didn't you tell me? Because I didn't ask. Ah, oh, there you are, old love. Hello, Frank. What a pleasant surprise. What surprise I'm still here. <laughs> it's not often I get a pretty woman to myself. <laughs> Charles Espionage and Lord James Bond and the Majesty's Secret Service industry goes in for it too, you know. Get into bed now, massage your back. I'm go to bed to sleep. Did it put you to sleep? Yes, we've heard that before. I just found such a note. No, don't you? I don't want you to make love to me. You're a super girl, you know that, don't you? No, I'm not. I'm an average grasping married woman. Look, if I can't chuck some spaghetti down the bloody sink in my own house, I'm going to emigrate. Now Frank Bellamy says I played snooker with him at the club on the Thursday. I doubt if anyone will take you on after last Thursday. You did say Thursday. Yes, Thursday. I wasn't here on Thursday. I bet you five quid you wouldn't beat Frank Bellamy last Thursday. He's having you on. <laughs> you know what a boring old joker he is. Yes, you can say that again. You know what a boring old joker he is. I haven't been playing. It's my wife's. You didn't tell me you were married. No, we've had the wedding photographs taken. You made love to me four nights ago. You stayed until three in the morning. Who on earth are you? I'm Pelham. I am Pelham! Don't shout. Anything to stop us being so bloody dreary and suburban. Daddy, Daddy, what's that? It's very warm out here. Mommy, I'm right. Daddy, who is he? Why does he look like you? Make him go away. Shut up!
Why don't you get lost, you bloody great overgrown schoolboy? We're tired of your damn silly jokes.